I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Double Clutch NBA Podcast. I am Matthew Wellington, your user host, and I'm joined today by Thomas Robry. Hello there. And this is the NBA preview show for the London game, which is taking place on Thursday uh, between the Milwaukee Bucks and the New York Knicks. So pretty much the next 20 minutes, half an hour, is going to be all about uh, the Bucks and the Knicks. Two kind of divisive teams that we're getting in NBA, in uh, London this year. Not great. The Knicks are having their issues. The Bucks are having their issues. I think the Bucks are probably overachieving. Yeah, probably, going yeah. on what everybody predicted. Compared to what we assumed they'd do, but there's been a lot of issues with regards to injuries and things that are going to make NBA London a bit less uh, flattering than it should be. There's no word as of yet as to whether or not Camelo Anthony will play, but the injury list for the game on Thursday currently looks like this. Camelo Anthony, questionable, sore left knee. Uh, Andrea Bargnani, strained right calf, questionable. Amari Stardemeyer, sore right knee, questionable. And then if you look at the Bucks, there's even more on there. You've got um, Ersan Ilyasova is out with concussion, out indefinitely. Damian Inglis is out with a right foot injury indefinitely. Kenya Martin is questionable. He only joined the team in the past week, I believe. Jabari Parker is out for the rest of the season with a left knee uh, after having left knee surgery. And Larry Sanders is out indefinitely due to personal reasons. I mean, he's come out and said he didn't want to play basketball, but I believe he's now changed his mind. <laughs> Money talks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does indeed. But if we just take a look at these two teams in, the, in general at the moment, we'll start with the Bucks first because they're probably the more um, appetising of the two. They've got a record of 20-19 and 19 at the moment. They're currently second in the NBA Central Division. They're just behind the Chicago Bulls in that one, I believe. And uh, Jason Kidd is their head coach. Obviously, a lot of NBA fans will know Jason Kidd from his time in the league. And he's done a pretty good job with this team so far. I thought he was the right coach coming in at the start of the season, and he's uh, he's proved me right so far. Yeah, he has. He's done a good He's Using Antetokounmpo like everybody thought he would, playing him all over the court. And to be fair, it's working for him. Um, the guy I really like for them is Brandon Knight. He's probably going to be the top point guard entering free agency, but he's got Brandon Knight playing really well. Everybody seems to have forgotten that poster that, was it LeBron put on him? Yeah. Everybody's not talking about that anymore, except for me bringing it up. No, Brandon but, um, Knight, he's their leading scorer as well. He's got 709 points for the season, so he's uh Yeah, he's, he's been really good with... for them. He is up there in comparison to Melo with the Knicks. I think Knicks got, I think um, Melo's got seven five nine or something, something around that. They're, they're a good little team, to be fair. I, I like some of their their draft picks. They made a bunch of them, but I quite like them. Although two of them, as you said, Damian Inglis and Shabari Parker are out, but Johnny O'Brien's a good player. They've got some surprisingly good talent up the front court because um, John Henson is a really good player. Yeah, and defensively, they're actually a really good unit. They're, they're sixth in the NBA at the moment out of the 30 franchises for opposed, uh, opposition points a game at 97.9. So they can defend really well. And I guess that helps when you've got someone like Anton Tacumbo, who's ridiculously lengthy, Petunia yeah. gets in the way of people. And um, back when Parker and, uh, Sanders were both, you know, playing, they were, they were really, they were having great seasons. I mean, Jabari Parker was going to go down for a lot of people's, um, rookie of the year, Larry Sanders. Had a, an incredible season a couple of years back, but we haven't really seen anything of him since then. But they're a team just full of, you know, either has-beens or, or wannabes. And you've got someone like Kendall Marshall who had a pretty interesting uh, time at the Lakers last season. He was up and down. Jared Bayless has been around Boston, all these other, all these other franchises. He's never really made it. And they're just, I don't, Jason Kidd is just getting these guys together and just playing really, you know, nice, effective, solid basketball. It's not, don't get me wrong. It's not like watching the Houston Rockets or the Warriors no. or the Hawks or something like that. But 
they just go out and they do what they do. And they've played the Knicks a couple, a few times this season. And they've they've always been fairly um, interesting matchups. I've been pleasantly surprised with how well OJ Mayo is playing again this season. Well, he said it earlier in the year. Yeah, he's lost a bunch of weight and he's playing with a bit more pride in his game by the looks of it. And he just looks like a much better player. Not quite the player everybody thought he was going to be coming out of USC, but he's, he's stepping up as a bit of a leader for them, him and Jared Dudley, which is what I like about their squad is they have veteran players who can still contribute on a nightly basis, as well as the young players who can flash. I imagine if you were just a casual fan going into this game, though, you'd probably look at the Bucks and just be like, I don't really know anybody. I yeah, mean, maybe, maybe Brandon Knight is the only one you'd, you'd be aware of if you followed the NBA for things like the All-Star game and stuff, because he was he was the one who was crossed over, wasn't he? So Yeah. He's now infamously famous for, for that crossover of the All-Star game. <laughs> I, I, they've got a good squad, and if you've not watched basketball and you're looking for a team, if you've not watched it that often, should I say, you want a young box. team that you could root for in the future, go with the Bucks. They've got a lot of young talent. Yeah, Anton Cooper just came out of the league, well, came out of the draft, and everyone was like, what's this kid going to do? And he just took the lead by storm last year, really, and this year he's just picked up the ball and quite literally ran with it, and he's Greek, which yeah. is great because it shows off European basketball, and I don't know, there's this whole question at the moment in the league as to whether or not European players are coming in and are a bit more bit more NBA-ready than some of the uh, American Well, in, in next players. year's draft, there is um, a few players from like Serbia and Croatia that are pretty highly touted. Yeah. And there's a bunch of them predicted to go in the first round. So the European standard is obviously improving a hell of a lot. Well, I don't think it's ever been that bad. You look at them I mean, the second... Second most popular and arguably the second best league in the world is the Spanish league, and they take their their, their basketball quite seriously. Every that's the thing we don't seem to realise as, as Brits and you know people in Ireland. We don't because we haven't got national leagues that are of hugely high caliber. Then and that's not damning on on the BBL or anything like that. But the Spanish leagues and the French leagues and you know the Italian leagues are far higher quality than the stuff that we're getting over here. Oh yeah, for definite the um. Well, you had the, um, is it the Istanbul team? Yeah, the, the Turkish teams are good. Yeah, they didn't want, was it Istanbul or one of the German teams managed to beat the Spurs in the summer? Alba Berlin, that was. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's fair play. I mean, obviously it was an exhibition game, but <laughs> the Spurs t- still played an NBA championship squad. Yeah, there's so. a, if, if you just take a look at the Bucks roster in a, in, in a bit more detail, there's a, there's a bunch of guys on there who, have got the ability to, to set NBA London on fire. If, if OJ Mayo's playing well, he can score. He's got a hell of a lot of talent. and He's always been somebody who's never quite lived up to his hype. I mean, he's not been the same player since he left Memphis um, all those years ago now. And Kendall Marshall had some great games for the Lakers. Pretty, I think his passing, like his vision on the court is, is really fantastic. And he's been out and about in London the past few days, posting a hell of a lot of selfies. So Yeah, I'm his, loving uh, following him. He's his selfie fantastic. game's on track. <laughs> But it's, you're right in saying it. it's about Brandon Knight and Antetokounmpo. Like without those two, I don't think we'd have too much to to really cheer about. Because even if you took a like, take a look across at the uh, the Knicks roster, it, it, the Knicks roster. Sorry, if Melo doesn't play, yeah, then basically. there's no one on there who really gets you excited. No. That Whereas seems... Brandon Knight and Antetokounmpo and maybe OJ Mayo can get you a little bit excited, and even Jared Bayless, like he can go off if he needs to. Well, the, the Knicks. I, I saw that. NBA UK with when it first was announced, we're trying to use Andrea Bagnani as a selling point. Yeah, he's in all the uh, media posters and things. Yeah, and um, I don't think they realised just how bad he is. 
Yeah, and he might not actually be with them. Yeah, or Jose Calderon, who's also European, as he's been floated in the trade market too, so... Yeah, well, the report's coming out at the moment from, like, Yahoo Sports. Uh, I think Dan Devine over at Yahoo Sports posted that um, the Knicks could soon wave Bardiani, and that would be a bit of a shame, considering he was a former number one pick in the... Uh, NBA draft and when he came out of when he when he came into the league he was touted as being this big man who could shoot the three and was a real perimeter threat and it never really I mean I've seen him play before I saw him play in 2009 when he came over with the Raptors and the, he was he was the one guy that got all the cheers purely because he was European along with Jose Calderon and, and a couple of other players but it's not really kicked off for him since then and his career's just gone downhill really he's not had any form of success in New York no that, that that's being kind to him, isn't it? He's just not. It's because he had that massive contract, which obviously, as a player, you want to take all the money you can get. But as soon as you don't even partially live up to it, people are going to ride you. And unfortunately, he's just in a situation where he earns far more money than his production. Yeah, it's so worth. Should we take a quick look at the Knicks as well? Because obviously, they're probably the the, the one that a lot of people will be going for. And we've been saying all week that if Mello doesn't play, then you could get a little bit of an outroar from fans, but I don't. We don't really have any right to expect no. him to play with the situation that the Knicks are currently in. There's a fantastic video if you go on the Knicks YouTube page. It's Phil Jackson on from this weekend, a couple of days ago, just um, talking about what the Knicks' plans are for the future and what they're doing this year. And it's about clearing cap space and clearing roster space just so they can sort of rebuild completely. He says the organization's got sort of a bad breath over it, and he just wants to you know, rid it of that and, and start again, which I guess is is good. But it's going to be interesting to see a, a Phil Jackson GM'd team that hasn't got somebody like Kobe Bryant or <laughs> Michael Jordan or Shaquille O'Neal or Scottie Pippen or any of these huge superstars on. So if Melo plays, then it's going to be fantastic. I think he will play. I reckon the chances at the moment are probably, what do you reckon, 75% that he I'd plays? Probably, yeah, about 75 And if he does, he's not going to play his full lot of minutes that he usually plays, but... I think it will depend on the way the game's going. I I don't think that... The Knicks obviously have nothing to play for being as bad as they are, so I'd imagine... I I suppose you're right, they could just say, Melo, go out, play this game, and then sit the rest of the season, you might as well. Yeah, the the only other thing I'm thinking is he wants to keep his All-Star record up, doesn't he? So maybe he doesn't shut down until after the All-Star break or bef- or just as but the All-Star would he break get, comes. Is he, do you think he's going to get in the All-Star, in, in all fairness? I mean, he's the only person on that to. team. Well, it's yeah, fan it's voting. Of, you know what the fans are like. Yeah, popularity <laughs> contest. We don't put anybody in who makes sense. <laughs> no, that's true. Otherwise, it'd be the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Uh, um, so the Knicks at the moment, their record is 5-35. and 35, So as you just mentioned, they are really, really terrible. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Back at the start of the season, when uh, Phil Jackson went across and started working with James Dolan in the organisation, he believed they had a playoff team. He believed they had the talent to, to finish you know, 7th or 8th in the Eastern Conference and and make some form of a run in the playoffs, but it has not happened. Derek Fish has been bearing the brunt of this, which I don't think is fair because I actually think he's gone into an incredibly tough role in New York. It's not the greatest place to have your first coaching job. I think um, Jason Kidd, funnily enough, probably had the same problem in Brooklyn because the limelight under, under those two franchises is massive. And you know, the Nets have actually gone up to sa- gone up for sale today, so it'll be interesting to see, just to see what happens with that franchise in the near future. But as it stands, the stats do not read well for the uh, New York Knicks. I think it's safe to say they're 29th in the league in points per game. They're 21st in uh, giving up points. Their offensive rating, they're 27th. Their defensive rating, they're 28th. They're, they're not 
They're just bad. At all. Yeah, and, and just imagine reference. if the, they managed to get Reggie Jackson in that trade last week, then maybe, you know, Knicks fans would have something to look forward to apart from Melo. Well, yeah, they're but, the 28th worst franchise in the league this year, which is saying something considering... Yeah, they're you know, just... The one guy, if I had to say one guy on that team that I'm looking forward to watching, because Melo's going to play a reduced role, is um, Cleantony Early. Because he was fantastic at Wichita State, so I'm, I'm really hoping he gets more minutes. Because he was a guy that I was really looking forward to coming out, and then the draft kind of slid a bit, then all of a sudden Bill Simmons and them guys bigged him up, and suddenly he was the most hyped prospect in the draft for a second rounder. It's quite, it's quite amusing to look at, like, if you take down the, the, the shooting percentage stats for the Knicks at the moment, like, their most effective scorer is Quincy AC, which is slightly, Worrying. That I mean, you've, well, uh, Melo is not uh, not Melo. Sorry, Amare is technically above him, but Amare is going to be inactive for this game, so we're not going to um, Quincy AC. But Quincy AC is shooting. A, is one is one of the only two players on the Knicks team shooting above five hundred, which is ridiculous. Compared to everybody else, how many shots has he taken though? Because he might take less shots than people. He's taken one hundred and seventy-eight shots this season and made ninety-three. So not huge. I mean, if you compare that to Carmelo, who's taken five hundred ninety-six. And made 270 then yeah he's not exactly the most um yeah it's not my go-to guy <laughs> he's not your go-to guy but he is accurate <laughs> that's true that's because most of them are dunks if you've watched him play this season he's been throwing down a lot of dunks which is however fans if a fight breaks out my money is on quincy ac is it really uh, yeah did you not see him try and be an hard man in the fight a few couple weeks ago no he's just not very good, but he <laughs> thinks he is, and then he backs it up with a bit of aggression. It's fantastic to watch. Has he You're got in a treat, Knicks fans. Got a Dwight Howard problem, which we saw last night. Yeah, I actually missed that, but that looked hilarious. Well, quick, quick off the topic thing. Dwight Howard, uh, Kevin Garnett got in a little bit of a spat last night. I was watching the game. It was fantastic. Like it was really competitive. James Harden went off on one. He had something like 35 points and six assists in three quarters of basketball, which was unbelievable. It was a rout after Kevin Garnett was ejected, and Kevin Garnett was effectively ejected for headbutting Dwight Howard, because Dwight Howard was like, what are you going to do to me? And Kevin Garnett just sort of charged at him like a raging bull, which I thought was absolutely that brilliant, because Dwight Howard's got this... I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think a lot of people in this league like Dwight Howard. <laughs> A lot of the players don't seem to get on with him because he seems to take everything the wrong way when he gets fouls and things called against him. That is funny. I wish I watched it. Have you not seen the vines and things? No, I haven't. I'd imagine in a proper fight, Dwight Howard would take him pretty easily. No, you need to get on it. There was actually quite a few things that happened last night, but we'll get back to the Knicks. (laughs) Even though though those things are probably a little bit more fun. (laughs) Just a bit. I think for me, the guys, well, the one guy that I I would be looking forward to seeing play is, is Hardaway. Like, I just, he, he's a natural shooting talent. He's going to get extra minutes with the, the, uh, the J.R. Smith and Shumpert trade that took place recently. So he's going to be one of the guys to watch. They're not going to play a fun style of basketball, but the, the triangle offense, when it works, is incredible and it just isn't working. So hopefully they can sort something out for the Thursday game. But I mean, if I put my money on it right now, I'm taking the Bucks and um, MVP Magazine actually are running a competition at the moment to win a couple of signed Milwaukee Bucks basketballs, and they just want to know who you think's going to win. And I think it's unanimously the Bucks at the moment that are on that poll. <laughs> if the Knicks win it, then fair play. But the Bucks, the even though the Bucks don't have a great deal of talent, the talent gap between the two teams is 
pretty big without Melo. Well, so is the so, win gap. Twenty win, the Bucks twenty and nineteen, five and thirty-five. There's a massive difference there. So you've got to be thinking that it should be a unanimous Bucks win, and it, they should win it fairly easily. But that's where Camelo Anthony and someone like Amari Stoudemire comes into question. Because if those two play, then the Knicks are far superior than they would be without them. The 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 if you look at the individual matchups in the game. Brandon Knight versus Shane Larkin. That's that's it. That's all over. That's Brandon game Knight's over. Brandon someone. Knight can just put up the ball, whilst Shane Larkin can occasionally get a decent streak of shooting going. But Brandon Knight should. I know they don't really have MVPs of regular season games, but he should be the MVP of this game. I feel really sorry for Shane Larkin because he had a good college college career, and I just think he's going to end up being one of these NBA players who bounces around a team every season. Like Jimmy Fadette. Yeah, I genuinely don't think he's going to stay on one team. He was in Dallas last year. He ended up with the Knicks. I just think he's going to end up bouncing around for most of his career. <laughs> That's what you get when all you are in college is a perimeter shooter, really, who can distribute. But he's not got a game, but he's not big enough. So, unlucky Shane Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> just to bash on him even more. He's a good player in college, but, you know... If you haven't got it in the pros, you've not got it in the pros. It's not my fault. Give it to him. <laughs> uh, the real shame for me is the fact that Jabari Parker isn't playing in this. I, I mean, that was the one yeah, that's ray of light Like going back a few months ago. It was like, yeah, we get to see Jabari Parker. And when when it was announced that he, he'd torn his... Uh, was he, did he tear his Achilles or something? Yeah, it was his, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he definitely damaged, his, damaged one of his... Uh, knees I think it was so the fact that he's not playing it is massive I think because he would have been one of the guys that would really lit, it would have lit up the O2 arena well, you'd be and... watching the rookie of the year and it's a shame he's not going to win rookie of the year because before he went out it was easily him yeah he was getting like 29-30 minutes a game averaging sort of double doubles every night it was great and now we're not going to get to see him play which is an absolute bummer I just think that one one of these years, the NBA is going to think maybe we should send some really good, you know, some quality teams to London. But I guess it's the fact that they have to give up home games for to, well, to come over here. You've got a team that's just won the NBA championship, full of foreign players. <laughs> send them. Or send the Spurs. Well, yeah, they've just won a championship, and they've got a team like Australians, Italians. Fairly sure there's an Argentinian thrown in no, there somewhere. We want, we, want, we want Portland. We want Joel Freeland, baby. Well, that's the other option. Get get Portland versus San Antonio. Oh, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? <laughs> and you get two of the best teams in the league, but you get teams that are international and have an English player in them. That would easily be be any other O2 game, surely. I think if you announced that the Portland Trailblazers were taking on the San Antonio Spurs at the O2 Arena, you'd sell it out in even quicker time than we did this year. And we sold it out in an impressive time this year, which was slightly scary. But maybe we need to make a statement of not selling it out so quickly because we're, we're getting the worst. We're getting the it's bad like teams. The NFL has got the same thing because they originally went off their. Yeah, but at the least Super they're getting Bowl the Lions. And they're getting the Lions and the Chiefs this yeah, year. Yeah, but they're getting played. the one occasional superstar on one team. But like they're stuck with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No offense, Jags fans. <laughs> and like Minnesota Vikings, who aren't very good. Whereas if you, you want quality teams coming over, like I support the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. They're not coming because they suck, right? So in the NBA, they should not bring bad teams over. They should start bringing good teams over. And then that will increase their market over here. 
Do you think that's a problem of trying to sell the game here? Is if you send bad teams, then you're giving off a bad product? Or did, yeah. Yeah? Well, you don't see the bad... Like, when Premier League teams go and tour America in the summer... No, we don't it's send not Stoke. Like Cardiff or something like that, <laughs> is it? Yeah, exactly. You don't send Stoke to Orlando. You send Liverpool or Manchester United or something. Liverpool? Send the big names. Where, what, are they, what are they doing? <laughs> Look, mate. None of that. <laughs> I'm an OHC fan, so I can't really uh, make much comment there. But, you know, bring big names over. It's going to sell out anyway because it's a rarity, But and all the celebrities who probably pretend to be NBA fans turn up. But yeah, that's, it, the, that's the one thing that gets slightly annoying, is you have this huge sort of press press gathering. You've got, like, the BBC and stuff will do coverage there, but they cover the celebs. They don't actually seem to cover the Yeah, I think last f- year I saw more of One Direction you... than yeah. I did of actually any fan that was so, in the stadium. This is why it should be a great idea for those of us who are going, those double-clutch people. We should all take the bags that the Knicks fans have been wearing in Madison Square Gardens. Maybe that we'll get on TV. That would be fantastic. Please do it. <laughs> we need to find some paper bags and just uh, stick them over our heads and see if we can get on TV. That would be the greatest thing. I've... Please do it, people. Maybe we can write on the bags, we're as educated as you. I'm not going, so I'm watching it on TV. Right. I'm hey. going to look out for you boys. Well, hopefully BT Sport won't mess up with their uh, calling Paul Pierce, whoever it was they called him last year. Brooke Lopez or something? I can't remember. Andy posted that tweet and it was absolutely hilarious at the time. Brilliant. But they do need to, to, to pick up their coverage. Um, there's been a bunch of stuff going around on the email, well, on our email this this week about the events that are in London. And just quickly, Sports Lobster, who we've got a page on, they've been announced as the official sponsors, which is... Fantastic news, and I wonder if they'll be doing sort of any events and things. I know they did some stuff over in Germany when Alba Berlin, uh, Alba Berlin played the Spurs, and obviously Frankie works for them, so maybe there'll be some uh, like big event going on beforehand, which should be great because I seem to remember the last time I went, which was a while ago, in 2009, there wasn't a lot going on. There was like this huge um, cardboard cutout of Derek Rose and, a, and a, you know like a stand to buy shirts and things for, but there wasn't much else besides that. So hopefully there'll be a few things going. Um, if anybody is like going and they're going around lunchtime, they want to go, they want to meet up for some food. Send us a tweet or something because we're going to try and get a bunch of people together and maybe go for like a steak or something in one of the American uh, themed restaurants. Seeing as it's it's an American sport, we thought we'd. Uh... So you're getting a steak, dude? Cheeseburger, All right, hot well, dog. I wasn't okay. Well, whatever. Each to their each to their own, I guess. I suppose that's true. <laughs> But um, the plan was to sort of try and arrange a big meetup, but it doesn't actually seem to be too much of a of a, an interest in doing that. So if a couple of people just want to join me and, and my mate, and I think Ed from Six Man Journals joining us as well, then we'll all go for lunch and just hang out for the day because there's not really much to do when you get there at twelve o'clock and you've got to wait around until six o'clock to get in the arena anyway. So and all the press stuff would have finished by then because the press stuff finishes at like eleven o'clock in the morning. So bit of a bummer. <laughs> I might come down just to, you know, be there but not watch the game. I'd have Do to come it. Back. Like there'll be things on outside and stuff. So I, I guess there'll be a lot of people who are going who probably haven't got tickets or try and buy tickets on a day. I'm sure there's a sports bar in London. I can find one. Yeah, there's there's millions. There's probably hundreds of sports bars in London. You guys are in for a treat. Bad teams, <laughs> bad basketball, <laughs> hell of an atmosphere. I think the atmosphere is going to be great. Like, yeah, it probably will. That's the good thing when genuinely the don't US sports come that. over here. No, seriously, when the US sports come over here, like when England play at Wembley, the game's bad. Mexican waves. The NFL comes over, it's fantastic. 
Yeah, Whenever you see the hyped. NBA at the O2, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I so, think we're going to have fun. Just yeah. as long as the announcers don't get on my nerves like they did last time I went, then it'll be fun. But it's <laughs> six years on. It's, it's six years on. They should be a bit more up to date on what they're talking about by now. <laughs> good luck to the announcers. Yeah, good luck to the announcers. So, um, the website, guys, is doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk. There's been a bunch of stuff going up over the last few days. We're trying to make a real effort to uh, post up all the media things that come. So we get stuff through about what you know the events going on in London so I compiled a bunch of them and posted them today there's a bunch of pictures that the Milwaukee Bucks have been sending that Thomas was loving earlier um, oh they were fantastic yeah Kendall Marshall going around taking a lot of photos I've done two pieces in the past week on LeBron James and the Atlanta Hawks so please check those out and hopefully we'll have a few more bits and bobs coming in the next couple of weeks if you are interested in writing for us and that's the one big thing that we really sort of want to pick up um, give us an email or send us a tweet or something because we really want to pick up the uh sort of whole blogging side of the website because the podcast is pretty it, it's on the ball now it's it's every couple of days and we're getting content out and we're getting guests and things on so the, the podcast is not the thing that we're necessarily worrying about anymore it's just getting articles and things and unlike a lot of other nba blogs at the moment we don't have any adverts or anything so it is purely just basketball content it's by fans for fans so we just hope you're all enjoying uh, what we're doing, iTunes reviews as well, they're great. Keep them coming. Stitch reviews also, if you do listen to Sti- on Stitcher. I think there's one, it's like one or two people who listen on Stitcher. I don't really know if it's mainstream yet, but. We love you, Stitcher fans. We love you, the two Stitcher fans that we do have. Anyway, uh, we're off to go and buy the Brooklyn Nets, so we'll catch you later. Hell yeah. Have you got $780 million anywhere? <laughs> How about I give half, you give the other half? <laughs> Sound alright? Yep, sounds like a deal. Right. All right, y'all. This is a roll call. Let me see you, big city, live city, rip city, Mexico city, China, London. Where you at, dude, with all the hats? Dude with the haircut, dude with the beard. All you baby sizes, shack sizes. No, really, shack sizes. Let me see you, fantasy owners, tweeters, blog readers, gamers, game timers. Woo! Come on, let's see you, floor seats, family seats, all your mama seats, best seats in the house. Let's see you, legends, coaches, trainers. You too, rookie? Both of you. Pick number one, pick number two, pick number 28, pick of the year. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Come on, let's see you dancers. Ringleaders, real leaders, guy coming off the bench, guy leaving the bench behind. All you passers, dunkers, blockers, buzzer beaters, all you contenders, championship defenders. It's tip-off time, y'all. Everybody up.